Welcome back to the Nullify Take channel here on YouTube, where we've got the TNT takes for you on the Challenge Australia. That's right. I'm your host, Chris. And for the very first time here on this channel, we will be covering the Challenge, not the Challenge MTV, not the Challenge USA, not the Challenge All Stars, but the Challenge Australia. So I've brought in the big guns, some know him as the big kahuna, but kahuna, welcome to the channel for the very first time and uh, welcome to the TNT family. Thank you, Chris. Really, like I'm, I'm honored and, and grateful to be part of the family and, and on the podcast. I'm excited. Big Kahuna is my name. I'm feeling a little bit like another big K in the past that we had here in Australia called Big Kev, and his catchphrase was, I'm excited. We got a new season of the challenge coming up specifically for Australia. First time ever. How can you not be excited, right? Yeah, I think there's a lot of excitement for Australian Challenge fans. There's a lot of them, believe it or not. You know, the Challenge have become such a global phenomenon, especially with having some of these international people going over to participate in the MTV Challenge show. And I think that the producers saw an opportunity to make it truly go global by going to Australia, Argentina, and all these different places. Now, Kuna, you're someone that lives in Australia. Obviously, I'm in New Zealand, so you're pretty close to the climate when it comes to reality TV and how people perceive it over in the Australian climate. Mm -hmm. How do you yeah. think this is going to sort of play out? Do you think people will be hungry for this type of show over there? Um, Australia is... Our TV industry is built on reality television at the moment. Um, every major station uh, has their flagship shows that they try to run throughout the year, and reality shows tend to be the biggest. They get a lot of mainstream coverage. Um, not only the show itself becomes the zeitgeist water cooler talk, if that even exists anymore in 2022, but they become the pop culture thing, whether it's the dating side when you have like things like maths and um love island the bachelorette is huge it's like a mainstay in australia but then we've taken on the amazing race australia the survivor australia all those things and the challenge is just the next one in line i am interested to see find out though chris because australia is so rabid about reality shows and we kind of milk it like they do that mm. thing um where they go okay we have a show we're not going to play it once a week <laughs> We're going to play it two, three, sometimes four times a week just to get those ratings out of it. And it builds the audience that way as well. So it's interesting to see how Australia takes to a show that is very much American in nature. Um, but yeah. you get that uh, we got the reality side as far as the drama goes. And I think that's going to be super maxed out as far as what our American audience is used to when you throw some of the maths people in there. But then the competitive reality side isn't as big in Australia. But I yeah. think with the popularity of Survivor and things like The Amazing Race, it's going to be the next next big thing. And I think it's on the crest of being much bigger than the drama dating side of it, if you will. Uh, that's valuable insights, you know, because when I first looked at the cast for the Challenge Australia, and before we get into it, I just want to say hello to lovable Nikki, very loyal listener of the channel, someone that um, listens to all of the Challenge content. Uh, lovable Nikki, welcome to the live. And also the Hovester saying, looking forward to this. Um, this was left a bit earlier today, so I don't know if he's going to watch the live or watch it later on, but welcome to the chat here, lovable Nikki. Um, one of the things I noticed, Kahuna, is that with the Challenge Australia, in the cast, they, they didn't really um, go back and sort of rely on a lot of these game show reality TV, competitive reality TV contestants. They really went to, like you said, the Bachelorette, MasterChef, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. 
Mary's married at first sight. Uh, they kind of, I feel like almost based on what you've just said, they catered to the audience over in Australia because those are the people probably that the Australians are very familiar with. Obviously, Australian Survivor has done really well. Um, as a big Australian Survivor fan, I'm really disappointed that we didn't get more than two people in the season. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I don't know. Like, I, I see the, I think if I was to put my head, like, put myself in, like, the mind of a producer, I see the logic, right? Um, you can you can make people do, and, and it's not like they're hiring anyone from the dating reality world that they're all going to be fit. They're all going to be incredibly good looking. They're going to be keeping up with the fitness side. And the bonus is that you 100% know they're going to be okay in front of the camera, right? And yep. when it comes to doing reality TV shows and things like that, that's so that's almost as important as, if not more important than the competing side. Um, and at least they know that. Like, I would be interested to see how, um, like, one of the competitors we have is, well, we've got a few from America, uh, Australian Ninja Warrior, right? And with them, you go, okay, like, the, the, the physical tasks, the challenges are going to be right up their alley, majority of the time. Um, yeah. But then, because their TV show is... I run a race for 20 seconds and then kind of it ends there. There's no strategy. There's no social. There's no anything involved from that side of it. That's going to be interesting to see the balance between some of the ones that have the physical and then the Love Island Bachelorette world. Of, it's completely and utterly social and no strategy uh, generally. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure on some of them and the way, the way some of the, yeah. the gameplay plays out, if you will. But that, that's going to be an interesting balance, the, the social uh, versus the competitive, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk about, I mean, I've got the photo up here for people that are watching the video part of the podcast about the contestants. So just to reconfirm, it is a good looking cast. Like you said, Kahuna, they're all very fit. They're all looking like they're quite young. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of hookups. There's going to be a lot of messiness. Um, and traditionally, the challenge kind of had that back in the day. That was a big part of the staple of the challenge was all the hookups and things like that, the partying. And a lot of old school MTV fans uh, feel like they, that that type of thing doesn't happen enough now on the main show with so many people being so serious and so competitive and wanting to win the show so maybe an element of that will come because of the fact that we've got so many people from dating shows for instance that are coming into this but they do have a mixture of legitimate um, professionals in there there's some boxers there's basketball players there's there's some professional athletes coming into this thing as well so i think they maybe have the balance right uh but before we go too much into um the cast itself and who's going to be there um i do think that on the challenge australia there's probably going to be some new people that are going to try out the challenge that have never watched it before but because it's a new show in australia because they're putting so much marketing behind this thing right now um i feel like it's the same marketing marketing team for Australian Survivor, just based on how they do their promos and things like that. Um, new people are going to check it out because they're going to want to see how this new show plays out. Um, I think it's probably appropriate, Kahuna, that we give them a bit of a background as to how the challenge works because maybe they saw this person on Master Chef, Maybe they saw this person mm. on The Bachelorette, but they don't necessarily appreciate that strategy is a big part of the challenge. Do you want to give the audience uh, a little bit of an overview of the challenge and what people can expect? from it yeah absolutely the history of the challenge there's going to be some like diehard u.s challenge fans that is going to rip apart my very brief history and rundown hey listen i get just so just so we're clear um kona people rip me all the time for being a cara maria fan and i know that'll come again they'll be like how can you like cara maria so it's fine i mean you know, i've heard it all 
The queen has fallen, though. I loved Karamu for a long time, but we'll see if we ever see her again. But the challenge, also known as, I like to refer to it as America's fifth major sport, right behind um, basketball, football, hockey, um, and baseball. Then you have the challenge, and it's been a mainstay in the U.S. for a long time. It actually started, it's an MTV product, which was then because of, you know, the world we live in is owned by CBS and Paramount and all these conglomerations that end up having it uh, where we get to have it on Channel 10, play, 10 in Australia. But it's an MTV show. It originally started as a competition show between two different MTV shows at the time. They had a show called uh, The Real World and then a show called Road Rules. And they, they wanted to see you know, create a show that basically pitted young college students uh, or college age Americans against each other in a competitive environment. It's kind of like, I guess, if you will have survivor challenges, but they're usually drunk and there's a lot of drama in, in it along the way. Over the years, this show has progressed and they've taken um, uh, people and competitive contestants from different shows from all around the world. And it's now actually a very competitive um, athletic um, competition show, whereas previously it was very much focused on the drama and the competitive side, although still quite brutal at times, had some other like fun ones in there, if you will, with air quotes that were just kind of not as competitive and, and open to a lot more skill, the uh, skill-based performance. But in recent years, it's become a lot more athletic with some of the highest level athletes on the planet competing. And I think that's kind of the vibe they're going for. But in Australia, when they put in a lot of those um, reality <laughs> contestants, it's going to get messy as well. So you have the the balance and the mix of both. Yeah. I think the only thing I can add to that from a, a format perspective is that um, one season of the challenge isn't necessarily the same as the next season and that each season has got kind of its own theme and its own rules. Um, one season, the, the team that's going to win outright, uh, let me just backtrack a little bit. You've got these contestants that go back into the show. They compete on what is called daily challenges and that remains the same no matter the season. You always have daily challenges and the daily challenges will normally determine who's got power to make a decision and putting someone into an elimination situation and then uh, there is different rules around how that would work from season to season where sometimes the person who goes into the elimination and their life is in danger so think if you're a survivor fan you get voted out you get a second chance almost like edge of extinction where you can take someone else on but you can sometimes choose who you want to take on or sometimes that power lies within the house to choose who you're going to take on that does that this does differ from season to season but i think with this one kahuna we do have a great case study because the challenge USA which this one's going to be based on has already happened so we've got a bit of an idea of how the structure of the show is going to look like you know there's going to be this thing called the algorithm that is going to choose random pairs they're going to do uh, they're going to um, have duos with one male and one female being paired up to do these daily challenges and then whoever is going to be the person who performs the worst in a daily challenge will automatically go into an elimination and then the team who wins the power ultimately with the daily they'll choose who else is going to go into that elimination situation now why i personally love the show i'm a big fan of eliminations i love the fact that kahuna when you're out and you don't have the backing of the house you still have your fate in your own hands you can still win your way to the end you know yeah. granted it'll be difficult but you can at least you've got a second chance to take someone else out in an elimination situation and still stay in the game yeah absolutely it would, it would be along the lines of like 
um, if we use the analogy of Survivor, where you get to have the cha- the daily challenge or the immunity challenge, well, usually it's a reward and then immunity, but you get two shots of the apple, right? Whereas on, um, but then once you're actually, you're voted out and that comes down to politics and social and whether they like you, whatever the case may be. But in, yeah. in the challenge, it comes down to you and your abilities in that elimination. There are politics involved and there's a lot of that strategy about who might be best to put down into elimination and how those mechanisms work out. But once you're there, it's completely within your control. And sometimes, I guess, whether you think it's the producers or random, depending on the game or the elimination challenge that you actually get presented, could be very, very one-sided. But it does give some great opportunity to see some really good physical, mental puzzles, endurance, they kind of cover the whole gamut. And now traditionally, like you said, there's different formats each year. Um, Sometimes there's teams, sometimes it's individual, sometimes it changes. And the algorithm we're going to see will actually change up the the duos each week. Um, Maybe potentially even each episode. What was your thoughts on the algorithm based on what we saw in the USA? Were you a fan of the algorithm or not? Look, I I like it in... I liked when I heard it presented, but then when a lot of the stuff the challenge does, and I I applaud the challenge for always trying to push different things so it doesn't get stale, but they try some things and sometimes it doesn't work. The algorithm was one that I I liked the concept of, but I think when I watched it play out in reality, it was a little bit funny. Um, It seems a little bit too convenient and not as random as they would present, TJ. (laughs) Um, I think they maybe place some duos together in order to enhance the drama or the the narrative or whatever they have or already have in mind so that mm. can play and if you're you know in australia we're so um used to reality based and we know that producers play a part it's not a complete competition i think we'll kind of be okay with that as long as it's maximizing the entertainment and content side of it if you will yeah and i also think that you know when i did the coverage on the challenge usa with both drew and chantelle my previous co-host for doing the challenge usa content um we kind of looked at it and said listen we as analysts of the show people who watch the show the the episodes maybe more than once we we see additional things because we're looking for it the casual audience person the one that doesn't listen to the lives doesn't listen to the podcast but just goes there to have fun to put up their feet on the couch after a long week of work you know i don't think they really notice these things as much as we do and we can get quite picky and finicky about it uh for good reason i always want you know shows to be as fair as possible but i'm hoping that the australian version doing this secondly have learned from some of the things that the u.s production team did on the challenge usa i do know that there is going to be a crossover with some of that because obviously it's not just going to be a channel 10 production uh paramount plus is also involved in this so i do believe from the sources that i've got that they had help from the usa production team to also help them put this thing together doesn't mean that it won't have a very australian flavor but obviously when you've got a production team that have done over 40 seasons of the show you know you want to try and tap into as much knowledge as you can do in your own show at home and you and you want to take advantage of that yeah it's success for a reason right you don't need to reinvent the wheel every time when they've already got a format and a and you know a template that works well so yeah um i wanted to go into the host for the show so the host is someone called brihoni dawson um massive opportunity for her obviously 
TJ has become a staple of the show and he's someone that we've gotten used to over the years. Um, and he's such a large character. Uh, she's got extremely big shoes to fall when it comes to TJ. Cause I feel like TJ, you know, some hosts for some shows, people are like iffy on them, but I feel like TJ in general, people love them. Right. How do you think she's going to go? How much do you know of Brihoni, um, uh, on the show? Because if you read here on this article, they say that she is someone who's an artist, uh, she's been some entertain uh, some other entertainment appearances in New York City Prude, Sydney Gay, Lesbian Mardi Gras, the Australian Formula One Grand Prix, AFLW Grand Final. So it looks like she's also done some sport commentary and things like that. So clearly someone with a lot of experience coming into this. Do you know it all? Do you know what we can expect from her? I don't. I don't. I, I, I do know that I think one of the things that I'm actually looking forward to about this season, well, first of all, the first non-TJ host since TJ started mm. right like except for the the champs and chances is all stars and all that but one thing i am you know i love tj because i've grown up with him with the show but when he started he wasn't great he's a he's a he's an ex bmx pro, pro bmx guy right like yeah, yeah as definitely. far as um camera savvy and and presenting techniques i don't think he was the polished guy that we see today and he has definitely grown into the role and is actually very good at it uh, she's obviously going to come at it from a perspective of having a, a built-in resume already. They weren't just, it wasn't like a, I don't think, as far as I can tell, like there's no history there of like making it almost like a stunt casting. Like the, the challenge in the States on MTV used to have like former contestants just be the host until they kind of landed on a, and it used to rotate hosts as well. Lots of early changes. Some people get a repeat host here and there, but then TJ really nailed it and kind of made it his own i think brian uh and here's the thing as well i'm excited i was gonna say one thing that i think i'm gonna be able to do quite a bit um with this show is is i've said to you when we were talking about it is act as an interpreter and sometimes the slang sometimes the vernacular even sometimes the accent of australians can be a little little hard and i think i'm not 100 sure but i think the pronunciation is briny Bryony, uh, apologies, Bryony, and I believe, yeah. I believe, and and again, I could be wrong here. She's the first, or they are the first non-binary um, host as well for um, the challenge. So, uh, which is major, any it's TV show. it's massive. Yes. Yeah. So obviously. Um, what a great opportunity for them to be able to be the host on the show. Uh, we've had some other great um, female hosts, for instance, recently also do The Mole. We've got Big Brother, but a massive opportunity because uh, first non-binary, and I believe that in Australia, I don't watch the dating shows, so I don't know who hosts that. But I mean, the other big shows obviously have got two men that hosted in uh, JLP for Australian Survivor and then Bo mm -hmm. Ryan for The Amazing Race. Uh, I believe Big Brother Australia also has um, a non-male that actually uh, does host that. Traditionally, yeah, we've always, we've had female hosts of Big Brother from the start. But I mean, I, I I am proud and excited that we yeah she that they get to be the first non-binary host of a TV show of this nature, which is a massive deal. I do hope that they do an amazing job, which I'm sure they will. But I am also concerned that I know when. Australia, Survivor Australia launch, and even some of the recent uh, series of Survivor US, seeing some comments from Australians that are like, oh, it's too woke. It's too, like, you know, the, uh, yeah. catering. To, I, I don't want that backlash um, when 
Brian is going to try to do an awesome job and doesn't need that to go with it. But I do think it's a great sign of how progressive Australia is with that sort of thing and putting forward new talent regardless, you know. So, oh, I'm, and I'm I was really just going to say that for me, the woke conversation is relevant if Bryony goes on there and they don't do a good job. And then you might be like, oh, maybe they just put her, them in there for that reason, which is not yeah. great. But if Bryony goes out there and she clear or they clearly have experience of doing quite a lot, like I said, by reading this and they kill it, then that's a non-conversation in my, in my opinion. And you should give everybody an equal opportunity to go out there and do a good job. You know, um, don't judge the person or the show before you've actually see it play, seen it play out. That's my opinion about that. Yeah. Big chance. Like, like I said, CJ wasn't a great presenter when he started. Bryony is probably going to be a great one straight off the bat. And I think they have a real chance here to sort of stamp, you know, and, and I, I believe they're going to be involved in the global edition as well. Oh, global wow. Challenge. Yeah, yeah. Like they're going to have the host from all the different shows That's play awesome. a part, whether to what extent, I don't know, but I have heard that they will be involved as well. So big opportunity here for Bryony Dawson. I'm excited. Yeah, because that gives them, again, a global opportunity to be on CBS and, you know, have exposure in other countries like Argentina and the UK. For those people that are not aware, that have sort of um, not been following the journey of this challenge, uh, global showpiece and how it's been put together, there's actually going to be four shows. So it's going to be the Challenge USA, which has already taken part. Uh, it had reality TV stars, a lot of survivors, people from Big Brother, Love Island, and The Amazing Race go head-to-head in that one. And they've already crowned the champion for the Challenge USA. Uh, the Challenge Australia, I believe, is the second one out of um, the four that is going to be on our TV. And then also, we're going to have the UK and Argentina also do their own variations. And then that will end up being the champions and finalists from, from each one of those seasons. They'll go head-to-head to become the ultimate Challenge champion. Now, I've also heard some rumors that they've widened that Bakuna. I don't know if you know that, but they're also looking at adding finalists from the MTV Challenge is, main yeah. show to it as to well, which I think, is a, I think it's a great so idea. five shows feeding in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great idea because obviously it's it's probably bad for the contestants because they're going to go up against people that have done this for a living and have become professionals at it. But um, it definitely helps with getting that audience who wasn't – there was a, a, a certain – part of the mtv audience that weren't too happy that the show has now gone on to be on cbs and all these other places and they kind of felt like it should have been still an mtv production and um i, I saw a lot of you know 50 50 and it was really polarizing when that news first came out so at least it makes the old school fans feel like they can still see a bananas or a ct or a wes or you know Darrell or someone like that still compete at the global showpiece which i think is going to make for a better show yeah, and and the fact that you speak in such terms of, of, and drop like first name basis that it, it speaks to the history of this show that you can go a bananas a CT a drill and and I'm going yeah I, I know exactly all of the big about. names <laughs> and we get to see the I guess the origins of that and the genesis of that for the Australian version and some of these competitors are going to be in the next season and the next season and the next season, and the global season and there'll be all this intermingling and we get to see the the spark that was junior bananas baby ct all those things that started maybe we get our own version with some of the guys that we have in the challenge australia 
Yeah, listen, I think that I've been saying it for a long time for those that have listened to this podcast that Australia has got big characters, big people, big personalities. As soon as they get the opportunity to go on the show and perform, I've got no doubt that the global audience are going to fall in love with some of the people. Like, I'm disappointed there's a few people that aren't on there that I'm big fans of from Australian Survivor. Uh, like I said, only two people that are on there. But they also have two really, um, well, I'd say, you know, no shade to, to I guess, John, but, I mean, definitely Brooke out of the two. Very impressed to see her on the challenge. She's apparently a fan of the challenge. She's been trying to get onto the main show for a while, and I believe she's oh, also wow. – I've heard That's behind the cool. scenes that she's she's nearly gotten on once before a couple of seasons ago. <laughs> so she's now on this season and it's one of the people that I do know. So I can talk uh, to this a little bit where with some of the love shows, uh, for those that are listening to this podcast, they know I don't really follow it that closely, but I'm um, happy to get to know that. Not my forte <laughs> yeah. either. But Brooke, there she is, Brooke Jowett. Um, she's a beast from Survivor. She's someone that holds the record in Australia for the most individual immunities won by anybody in the show's history. So she's won six individual immunities over two seasons, four in All-Stars against some of the best competitors that Australian Survivor has ever seen and two in her first season that she's played. Um, she is quite small in stature, so when you look at her, even in the promo, she's in that promo. She doesn't look like she's physically that big or strong. So if you get her in the wrong elimination, for instance, a hall brawl, for those that are listening to this that don't know what that is, think two people running down a <laughs> corridor having to smash over each other to get to the other side. Um, that could be something where she could be in trouble, but I also know she's got a lot of tenacity in her. Yeah, I mean, Brooke, if, if Sportsbet has a line, I think she'd have to be favourites at the moment. She would be at the top of my list. She's got the physical down, as you said, like from Survivor Challenge, but being one of two – is it two Survivors? One of two. So the other one is one John Esto. Johnny Esto, he's, he's right here. By the way, this fella – when I looked at his photo, I was like, who is so he? Different. Looks so different. Looks so different. I had no idea who he was. He looks so he's different, like, so angry. And he's like, he's one of yeah. the funniest guys, but he looks so angry here. And um, yeah, he's that got guy doesn't like Mexican gone. Parmesanas at all. Yeah, he's exactly. Not a <laughs> that, that guy's not that. But Brooke is, I mean, I think just by being on Survivor, I think both Brooke and John the one of the better competitors they, ha they have to be just based on strategy, physical, all that sort of thing. And Brooke being a, a close to dominant player, she didn't win, but I mean, the way survivor works out is sometimes the best player gets targeted and taken out early. So um, Brooke and John, I think automatically start ahead of some of the others just based on experience alone. Yeah, apologies. I, I clicked the wrong button there and left the live for a second, but it seems like you had it under control. So yeah, Brooke, really excited to see them play. Um, the fact that you mentioned she's a big target, if anybody knows about her record um, of being the the best you know, um, individual immunity winner and or the, the one that's got the record for most wins, I think they would look at her as some, if it's the guys, you look at her as someone that you want to play with and you wouldn't want to get rid of her because the guys are not going to go head to head with her. For those that don't know, we're going to have a female and male champion, which means that the men, if they get her in a duo situation, they'll probably be very happy, but the females will probably want to target her early on because that's direct competition for them if they get to a finale situation where uh, she could beat all of them for the money at the end. So um, the men might like her this season, but uh, I don't know about the woman. I mean, the fact that you said that she's actually a fan as well is going to see her. I, I think the early stage game 
She's going to destroy them. She's going to rip them apart and pick them apart. Once they actually pick up and go, oh, it is a game. Oh, there's actually stuff involved. Oh, and she's actually running it right now. Then they they might actually turn. But I think at the start, this is just a prediction. I completely it could be way off. I think the real the dating reality side, the the awesome house, the alcohol flowing. I think a lot of them are going to be in Love Island mode for for mm. a couple episodes, perhaps. And then once some people actually go out, once somebody gets smashed in a whole brawl or like gets tumbling down and some challenge that they're doing where they're tackling in the, in a mud pit or whatever, uh, they're going to realize quickly and then it may turn around. But I think if she comes in with strategy from Survivor, a history of the show as a fan, she can really rip up the, the start game and see herself in a really good position, build those, um, you know, the, the relationships early on as well and, and really start to strategize from a, a start point, which I think a lot, like we see it in other shows as well. When a new show comes on, people don't really get the intensity of it from the get-go. They, they kind of ease into it, and especially if they're used to shows where it, it's more about the socializing, they're going to try to socialize early. And the players that are more about the strategy, I think, are going to – it usually goes one of two ways, really successful or goes down in flames because they're just trying too hard and people are like, no, nah, I don't want any of that. Yeah, no, it'll be very interesting to see which way it's going to go for her in this game. And uh, I feel comfortable because she's good at not just the physical stuff, but also puzzles. And um, in the challenge, you you never know what you can expect. You can get puzzles, you can get math, you can get, you know, something physical, endurance, uh, something that acquires agility and speed. It's one of the reasons I love it, because you can never fully be comfortable. It's the closest thing to having a CrossFit game, but with like a strategy component to it. And then, you know, uh, people voting each other out and drama around that and a bunch of things happening so um it's really exciting in that from that aspect the most well-rounded show for any of that reality stuff whether it's drama to you know competitive to strategy to part it's all there this is a great show yeah We're now quickly trade, yeah, we're, I'm so excited. Just even talking to you about it gets me amped for next week, to be honest. And, um, you know, I wanted to quickly just touch on Johnny as well. You know, this guy's got a massive personality. I think he's going to not struggle to make friends in there. He's not the biggest guy, but again, a beast that challenges. He's really physical. I remember him being extremely good in the team portions, specifically of Survivor when he played. Um, so I do expect him to get in there and be able to mingle with anyone. He's a big character. Um, I think that if he gets past a couple of episodes people will like his personality on the show um and then the only other person really from this season that i personally know and maybe you know a few more people than myself is a big brother player so someone who who played in big brother before um is someone that i think is going to be on the show again where is he it's marley marley over here um Great right. guy. Do you remember him? Did you watch Big Brother at all? No, no. no. Big Brother is one on my list that I just never... Since the early seasons in Australia, the, the reboot to change channels or whatever, I've not jumped back on. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about Marley. Marley came in. Um, Big Brother in Australia is kind of like a hybrid between what season one for Big Brother in the US was and also what Big Brother uh, still is in countries like the UK and in Africa, for instance, where um, the audience do get a vote, but they only get a vote when it's the final two. So people go in there, they vote each other out of the game, their strategy like you see in the US to get to the end and then you can still win power that keeps you safe and, and that sort. It's a little bit different in some aspects but 
traditionally there is still a lot of strategy involved to get to the end but then when you get to the end the public decides who actually wins the game so the public voted for him quite unanimously in his season to win and he was a very big challenge threat that season so he was someone that was a very nice guy um, I don't think he's over strategic to be honest he's not overly strategic he had a, a very close alliance with another guy um, that kind of ran the strategy between the two of them but he got sniped in fourth or fifth place that season so that left Mali as like the most likable option going into the end so he's not going to struggle to find friends he's not going to struggle to get along with everybody and this thing this one you'll like big kahuna he is a pro basketball player might be ex-pro basketball player now um, because of an injury that he had and he doesn't compete at basketball anymore but he's an athlete he's super competitive and i do think he's going to do well in the challenges i mean i'm excited to say the former athletes always end up doing well on the show if they get if like Maybe like Theo vibes or something like that. Theo Campbell yeah. from, you know, he was a, a fierce challenge. So, yeah, I mean, one of the ones that I'm actually really excited about is, is a former athlete as well. Athlete as well, I think, has a great shot at, at going further is Emily Seabum. Do you know much about her? Emily Seabum, no. So tell us a little bit about her. So Emily is actually a Olympic, they say Olympic uh, athlete, but she's actually an Olympic gold medalist multiple times including holding world records in swimming uh backstroke etc <clears throat> and her most recent gold medal <clears throat> was actually the tokyo olympics so last year we're not talking about when you know dawn dawn fraser or whatever goes on survivor like 40 years in the future this is yeah. a current f number one athlete on the planet in her chosen sport right and wow. knowing this, knowing the challenge the way it is, knowing that they're they're shooting in Argentina, and it has Australians, there's always a very large water component involved, and many times it becomes the separator, right? Mm. Um, a team, either yeah, if if you can't swim, and it's surprising the amount of people that actually go on the show. Nelly and T, can't swim. <laughs> Nelly T, Scuba Scuba Nelly, <laughs> Scuba Nelly, <laughs> but um, I think. Like it, it takes a lot to get to the position that she has, right? And she's now choosing to apply to a reality TV show after however many years of, you know, waking up at 3 a.m. to do whatever stupid training that swimmers do. <laughs> but it's obviously gotten her to the pinnacle of her sport. Um, and That's I'm amazing. very interested to see how that, yeah, like we hear about, like, you know, Fessy says that he used, he nearly made the NFL and we've Lolo seen like, Jones, this is what I'm thinking. I like, mean, she, uh, Lolo Jones she, is a legitimate athlete. So that's yeah, probably, and, but I don't know if she's going to have Lolo Jane, Lolo Jones level of um, social game, because if yeah, that's no, the case, not. then we're in for a treat as an audience, <laughs> but I don't know how well she'll do. Well, Emily Seabum as well, like Lolo Jones, obviously gold medal athlete now with the winter, but we're talking across three Olympics. So this is 2020, 2016, 20, That's insane. Uh, 2012 and 2008, so, uh, 2008. So she's long-term, high-level. She can apply herself and all that. I think she's going to go very far. Um, she's one of my picks from the female side as well. But, <clears throat> again, it's an individual sport. Strategy, not necessarily a thing, right? It's more about endurance and stuff. Um, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how the, the social side comes in. But she did go on um, – I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here! And that, that is yeah, a show entirely based on your your personality, right? Like it's voted by the audience as to who leaves the show, um, rather yeah. than than the show the contestants themselves. So she went to a point where you know the people watching her on TV 
and saying, yeah, she's good, I wanted to stay, it's not someone picking on the show itself, then you would assume that she's going to be good on camera, she's going to give good interviews, uh, Talking Heads will be great, and I think she's going to be strong physically, so she's a pick for me. Yeah, so Talking Heads, you mean talking to confessionals and things like yeah, that? Yeah, confessionals, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I'm just translating for those that don't know what you mean, but um, yeah. no, that's awesome. I, I, I'm really excited to see what she can do. She may be the best athlete we've seen on the show before you know um there's also as far as accolades go yeah for sure yeah there's also a couple of boxes i believe in here as well billy dip being one of the boxes that's going to be in um i believe that uh we've got one more boxer in here as well one of the females is a boxer uh who's from new zealand i believe sugar yeah sugar sugar neeks yeah so yeah, so we've got some local um, uh, representation for New Zealand as well, which is good for Aotearoa over there in uh, the Challenge Australia. There you go, kia ora. Yeah, so hometown Taranga, New Zealand, professional boxer. Um, so I'm very excited because boxers, um, I don't know if you know this, uh, Kahuna, but uh, probably not because we're getting to know each other live here on the podcast as we talk. But um, I've got a background in karate, so I did that for years. Okay. And um, so I know the amount of physical training that it takes to be in fighting shape. And I believe she still fights professionally right now you know so she's still a professional fighter so she's like at the peak of her fitness levels when it comes to uh being out there she's not going to be afraid of doing anything when it comes to physical stuff like a pole wrestle uh for instance with a pole wrestle i wouldn't want to go up against her because if you're a fighter you know how to use your body and how to manipulate it in a way that puts you in an advantage anything like that i think she she definitely have an advantage for sure it is interesting to see what challenges they come i'm assuming it's going to be very close to the challenge usa and how it fits with like someone like a professional boxer swimming might be an issue or heights could be an issue like a derail thing going on um but it's it's definitely some high level athletic people within the competition it's not just going to be the drama although i do think that that's going to be sky high there's going to be plenty of it. I mean, look at this here. We've got uh, Love Island Australia, Bachelorette, Bachelorette, Master. Okay, I don't know how much drama is a Master Chef, but Bachelor Australia, um, Love Island. So there's quite a lot. And one that stands out to me quite a bit here is uh, Jack. He seems in the promos, or they seem to be a big character from what I can see in the promos. I, he's one of those guys. I I know the name and I know the face just because he's so prevalent in the zeitgeist without actually knowing what he like seeing any of his stuff <laughs> but I know the got name talent five apparently yeah um yeah who's who's the guy that came in to that was from a straight from a I think it was the US USA has talent show a couple of the mustard guy that had some mustard before he went out oh, to do the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nation that's the only other one that I can think of when it comes to like uh a professional or like a singer being on the show i guess one other one was emily more so in recent times who did pretty well as well or emmy i should say that did recently well is also like a rapper but not a i don't know if rapping qualifies as singing yeah <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> and rapping also got her not on the show anymore as well so <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100 so yeah so we don't probably know that's a bit controversial we won't go into that too much but nah. yeah quite a quite a lot of different shows that are coming into this i have a feeling that a lot of these people may or may not know of each other um they've chosen wisely in the sense that a lot of them even if there's like the bachelorette for instance they're from different seasons the bachelorette australia five uh six there's two from uh season six for the bachelor australia uh they've got i guess 
two survivors who do know each other, so that'll help a little bit. But um, I think they did try and have different seasons represented from that as well. And then this person here is the one that I think got you quite excited. It's Troy Cullen, who's an Australian ninja warrior. Um, I haven't seen any of his stuff, but obviously if you're a ninja warrior, you're probably going to be pretty good at any obstacle courses. Yeah, I mean, we've got the the analogy there of uh, Ninja Natalie in the U.S., the main show of the challenge. I think the the skill set that they have is is very transferable. Um, again, I think he's going to be a smaller guy. So similar to like what we're seeing at the moment with someone like Jay, if there's going to be climbing challenges and agility and dexterity, he's going to be great if you put him in a hall brawl or a pole wrestle or a thing. I, I don't know how that that's going to go uh, for someone like Troy. But uh, if it's you know, especially the final challenge, if he can get there, he's one of those guys that I think of oh, the type of challenges that they throw at him, he's going to be so versatile and adaptable. I think he'll, he, he's got a chance to go far as well. Yeah. Um, that, I, I, I mentioned before, sorry, Chris, I mentioned no, before um, the drama is going to be sky high. One that I do know for sure is Cyril. And she's she's from maths. And the reason why I know that I have this thing, I don't know if they have this in South Africa or New Zealand, but I'm my mum was uh Filipino, so I'm half Filipino. Yeah. And one thing that I inherited from her, and I think all of us do it on a cultural level, and I don't think we're alone in that um being half Filipino, is that we have this knack to point out when someone else is Filipino. So I can't, I can't. So, uh, so, so here's, the, here's the number one question, and this might divide the fandom on you here, Kuna. I'm going to put you on the spot. How big of a KC fan are you? See, that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm so torn on KC because I have to. She's Filipino. I have to. But she's bland as all hell, man. She's like <laughs> cardboard on camera. So I, I'm not a big fan of her. And she doesn't really play much of a game. I think she's, she's a nice person. Let's let's yeah. be clear. I think she's a super nice person. I think if you were to be her friend outside of the show, you know, she would be one of the loyal, most loyal people you can have. Like, I mean, she's awesome, I think, outside of the show. Does she make for a great TV character? I don't no. think so. I think we can be Look, a bit I'm tough I'm glad on that. she won. I'm glad she won because I think she's a very good physical competitor. Yeah. So I'm glad she got her thing, but I'm I'm cool if she doesn't win again because there's better personalities and better people that she doesn't even strategize that well. She doesn't have the social game that well. She just I don't know. I'll, I'll challenge you on the strategy. I think she's a good strategist. I think she works in the shadows, but I mean, you don't win Big Brother and you don't get to the end as often as you do. Um, uh, yeah, Big by Brother, not being good I'll at strategy, you, you know. I'll give you yeah. that for sure. I think yeah. her her challenge days have sort of been like. I know I'm a good uh, athlete, so therefore people bring me along and, and want to preserve me, whether it's for the team yeah. aspect or to be paired with her into the finals. Like every male finalist wants to be put with a KC, you know, over a Nani or something. You know what I mean? Hey, like, listen, if, if I was on the show, like, listen, uh, you know, producers, don't keep, 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 bring KC back every season. I wouldn't mind being paired up with her. I think she would be an awesome partner to have. I'm talking purely from an entertainment standpoint here, but I mean, she's better, listen, she's better than Fessy. She's better than Fessy in their final. Yeah, so. I, I choose her in a heartbeat <laughs> if I was out there too. Um, now I'm going to get more people hating on me for saying that, but I would <laughs> choose her in a heartbeat uh, above a lot of the other contestants that play the show every season yeah anissa <laughs> i don't know like why is she still there but anyways different show so back to cyril um you mentioned you think that she's going to be a lot of drama coming in why do you say oh that? my gosh she is an absolute firecracker i don't watch maps right married at yeah. first sight but one thing i know of is just 
her screaming face because she's one of the the champagne throwers like the she'll always do the glass across the dinner table you know, splashing like any any slight offense she's screaming she's like the cameras but i reckon the producers love her because she causes so much drama um has definitely has a firecracker personality I'm not saying that has anything to do with her background of culture but she's definitely brings that to the table and i bet i guarantee you she will be in a number of fights throughout the show a num at least three <laughs> Is she like uh, when you say firecracker personality? Does she remind you of uh, Tina by any chance? I don't know if you remember who Tina is from the challenge she played in All Stars quite recently. Let me share the screen for you to show you. Um, I'm testing your knowledge here right now. So uh, present this one here because I get Tina vibes from her photo. Oh, Tina. No, more like. um. Drunk Camilla. Ah, oh, okay. Like that's angry. dangerous. That's, yeah, it's that's, dangerous. That's dangerous. Absolutely territory. dangerous. I think there may be glass broken throughout the show. <laughs> I think there may. Like again, I haven't seen her season or seasons, yeah. um, but I just know that she's she's yeah <laughs> she's, she brings a lot she's gonna be a lot <laughs> as soon as you said they who shall not be named i'm like i'm a little yeah. bit worried about <laughs> what she's gonna bring to the show hopefully uh we get a season two after this but now listen it's, it's great you need those feisty characters coming onto the show to make sure that it's not bland make sure that it's exciting lovable nikki i know i know i said it sorry <laughs> i said it um but yeah, looking, looking at the show, super excited. We're getting, I believe, two episodes per week. Um, I've had some preliminary discussions with uh, the production team. Obviously not production. The, I should more say like whoever's looking after the marketing side of it and doing the exit press. They've said that there would be two exit interviews per week. It looks like there's two episodes listed currently on Channel 10 on Mondays and Tuesdays, which means we've got about... Um, how many people to get through? Is it about 12 people to get through? This is in total. We've got, we spoke about this yesterday and I've already forgotten how many people are in the cast. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's one, two, 20. three, four. Yeah. I think it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. So 22 people in total. 22. Yeah. 22, 22 people in total. We're losing two. So it could be a six to eight week show which kind of fits with the fact that they're fitting this into the time slot probably where Survivor will take, Australian Survivor will take over mid-February. So um, it's going to be a quick one. And I do know, from what I've heard, the global showpiece is like being filmed now. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know any details who's on there. I don't want to be spoiled on any of these things. I don't like being spoiled, so I don't we know. We don't do spoilers. We don't do spoilers. Yeah. No, I don't do spoilers. Um, I don't know if you do spoilers. I don't do spoilers. No. I don't want to know anything about it. But I've heard from someone who's in the know that they're currently filming or they're getting ready to film the global show piece, which would mean that Argentina, Argentina and the UK is already filmed. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we don't know when it's on, there's already a winner for it. Or winner, well, I feel I like say. the Australian one came out of nowhere. Like we knew, I knew it was going to happen and I heard that it was. And then yeah. last week or two weeks ago, all of a sudden there's a trailer. And I was like, oh, like I didn't realize it was that far sort of into the process, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's what they do. That's what they do over in Australia, even with Survivor. Like, you, next thing you know, boom, here's the trailer. There we go. And there isn't much like in America. I feel like there's sometimes this preseason stuff that they do. They don't really do a lot of that 
and give you a little bit more background on all of the people that are going to compete. Um, luckily, for those that do follow all of these different shows, they'll have a pretty good idea of who these people are when they're going to play. So it's going to give them a little bit of background. But for you and I, who don't watch like a lot of the dating shows and things like that, um, it's going to be find out on the show as it happens. But I'm okay with that, Kuna, because I quite like learning and getting to know people on the show. Um, and I think what's good about it is that we're going to be giving everybody a equal chance when they come on. We're not going to like, obviously I'm going to be a Brooks Stan and, and maybe like shouting for survivor I always do. And also, um, you know, like I said with Marley, I'll probably shout for him a little bit because it's the only big brother season mm -hmm. for Australia that I've watched. But outside of that, it's really an open field. Anybody can get my, my vote to, you know, win this thing at this stage until they go in there and, and we see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, to bring up controversial characters again, like as far as yeah, I mentioned, Camilla, you're, on a name. you're on a roll, Kahuna. Just keep it going. You're on a roll. <laughs> name, it's remarkable that um, D was the one that kind of set the stage for you know the challenge and Australians, and then does not get to be a part of it as far as that goes. Which you know, for good reason. I'm not saying that we should, but it's just fascinating that we get a challenge Australian. We get to see like from all these different shows that they come like that's the reason why you get like you know romanian vampires being on the challenge and stuff like that you get all these characters from all over the world and yeah we might not know um well i might not know much about love island etc but we also didn't know much much about the geordie shore or you know love island uk or survivor turkey uh you know that sort of thing no. so you get to the show knows what they're doing as far as um, developing the characters in those first early episodes, unless you see the the purple Kelly edit, and we know that that person's probably not going to get much for the rest of the season. But yeah, <laughs> purple Kelly for those who don't know, uh, survivor. So a person who was on one season didn't get any confessionals, so we didn't know what they were doing on the show, um, and always wore purple. So she got the name Purple <laughs> Kelly because of that. So now whenever um, someone doesn't get an edit, that is what we call them, a Purple Kelly, I uh, guess, edit on the show. So um, just in case there are people there. Um, one last thing before we sort of start getting to the end of it here. I did want to ask you, did they miss an opportunity here by not getting more, you know, we touched on it a little bit in the beginning, not getting more competitive reality TV show people on here like Survivor, Big Brother, and The Amazing Race over in Australia, or do you think that this is the right amount? No, I think it's a big opportunity missed. I think it's it's you definitely need the the dating reality shows, but I think the scale is too tipped towards that. Mm. More Survivor, hundred percent. It's it's like when I used to watch the challenge and no one in Australia, as far as I knew, knew what the challenge was, that was always the direct correlation for me. Could someone from Survivor go on the challenge and compete? And could people from the challenge go on Survivor and, and compete? And to me, it was the closest without, without the starvation and stuff. But as far as the way strategy, social and physical all kind of come together, it has that. And I think more competitors from Survivor would have done well. The Amazing Race... I don't know if it translates as well, but we know that they at least are competitive and not just based on social alone. I think a missed opportunity in Australia is that we have... Um, SAS? Yes. Like, like that's almost like the challenge without alcohol and a lot more redemption stories. And then yeah, and it's trying... brutal. Listen, yeah, if you can survive SAS, I think you're going to do pretty well in the challenge. I think we could have had some people from SAS make a real impact as well and lift yeah. the overall... Maybe they didn't want it to be like, I mean, 
I don't necessarily think that any one nation or one show is going to dominate the global one. But I think if they did stack it with a lot of SAS and things like that, and I mean, even our Survivor here, however many seasons out of the show's run, has been celebrity versions with yeah. AFL players, rugby league players. We could have had actual, like professional athletes that have the reality TV sh- experience in Emily Seabomb, but we could have had that Abby. across the board almost. You Lydia, know I mean? yeah, there's yeah, so, exactly. many, so many groups, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, well, so many great um, people. Um, obviously, we would have loved to see the Cookie Monster Jericho, another Filipino on there. That would have been cool, you know, to see yeah. him there. Luke Toki. I mean, David yeah. Gennart. Like, two of the biggest personalities in reality TV over in uh, Australia, not on the show. To me, I was great. shocked. Yeah, and I do wonder, Kahuna, if it is just the case of a lot of these people that they may want it to uh, bring onto the show We've got a Heroes versus Villains Australian Survivor dropping pretty soon. The filming dates were very close to each other. Was it just the case that bad timing because there were maybe, yeah. half half of the cast as returnees in this next season? So maybe it just there were people they wanted, but those people are going to be on this next Australian show. And, you know, like, I mean, if given the choice, everyone would probably pick Survivor over the challenge at this early stage anyway. So that makes make, makes a lot of sense. But... I do think that there could have been more opportunities. I'm I'm actually interested in the fact that um, a lot of the shows are different channels in Australia. We in Australia we don't really have the sharing thing. It's like no, you're a Channel Ten personality, and I don't want to see you on a Channel Nine show promoting, you know. Or we we kind of keep it very separate, unlike the states. And the fact that these shows are coming, like it even means they're probably not going to go back on those original shows again. Their yeah. relationship with Channel Nine might be done now that they're a Channel Ten. Well, listen, um, you get you get. Kahuna, you get Paramount come knocking on your door, you know, and they're like, hey, Kahuna, we need you on the show, you know, and you've got a contract with Channel 9, <laughs> you know, you're going you're gonna to go for Paramount Plus because, yeah, you know, Paramount could lead to so much more opportunity. You could even get yourself onto the main show down the, you know, down the line if, if you're a good character, you might be on MTV. And I'll tell you who I'm the most gutted for, personally. Mm. I know that Dirty Harry, I talk to him quite a bit. He's a good friend of the channel. I know he's got it. He didn't, you know, I, I, well, I didn't know that he's got it, but I'm sure he's got it. He didn't tell me he's got it. Let me just put that out there. But Dirty Harry is a massive fan of the challenge. So I feel like if the call came, he would have been playing it because he watches he all of the main show. Physically? I think so. I think so. Dirty Harry, um, if he put in the work for it, and that's the only thing with the challenge, they probably wouldn't have given him much time. But look at who they do get onto the show. I mean, Dirty Harry isn't that different from... Uh, Who's Tori's fan? Uh, so Tori's uh, partner this season. I forgot his Devin. name now. Devin. Devin. He's not that different from Devin and Bold and Stature. Devin, Devin recently like uh, tweeted. He goes, "People, I'm the worst athlete on the show, and I'm six foot three, and yeah. can bench two seventy or something. Like he's not your average yeah. dude either. He's just he's got a, a bit bad of... athlete next to the likes Super of athletes. yeah. <laughs> so that's but I, but yeah, I feel like if you look if, if you look at when Devin started and where he is now, he's improved himself over seasons sure. as well. Yeah, he's gotten I'll better, and I feel I mean, like he's a, he's a, a love not lover. Hey, what was his one? Um, are you the one? He was an are you the yeah. one guy. So, but but you see, Dirty Harry would have had that same charm, same great TV personality. He would have been devious on the show. He would have been strategizing. He would have bring entertainment. So I feel like it's a opportunity miss. So if anybody ever listens to this, um, shout out to my main man, Dirty Harry. Uh, give him the call for season two. We want to see him. That'd be good. Toby. I mean, to- hopefully there's a season two, so they're going to be saving them for something. Like maybe they'll come back and expand the net a little bit further. 
Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Um, prize money, hundred thousand dollars each, two hundred thousand in total. Seems like a, a pretty good deal for a show. I believe that was filmed in a, in a, a lot quicker time frame compared to the main show. Uh, I believe it's quicker than even what the Australian Survivor is because it's fifty five days out in an island starving. I mean, so it seems crazy. like a pretty good deal, right? Yeah, I mean, Australia's reality shows always get hard done by with the prize money, but it's kind of it's it's the standard of what we get. Hundred thousand is the winning prize for like any show that has been. I feel like Big Brother was a hundred thousand, so that would be yeah. the Miley got for that. So that's right. So yeah, not bad at it, all. I believe for Australian Survivor, it's five hundred. Um, but the one thing that I believe with the shows over in Australia is that if you get prize money, you don't get taxed on it like in America. So you actually do get the prize right. money. So there is a difference there. So maybe it's not that bad of a deal in any case. But uh, so excited, Kahuna, to be talking to you weekly about the show. Uh, it's going to be dropping weekly. This time slot that we've been chatting about it. And thanks for everybody that's dropping in here late on the live as well. Um, huh, Michael. So Michael, co-host for Australian Survivor, dropping in here to say, love the blue lightning, boys. Yeah, we, we coordinated, myself and Kuna. We totally <laughs> talked about it beforehand. <laughs> so yeah, so thank you for dropping in here late in the live as well. For those that are dropping in late, please go back and watch the whole thing. I think we had some great insights. And let us know what you agree with, what you disagree with. Who are you excited to see play the Challenge Australia? Who are we sleeping on because we did not watch some of these dating shows um, and we may not know all of the athletes that well that's coming onto the show? Um, who's you, who are you the most excited about? That's basically what we want to know. Um, please be sure also to hit subscribe on the channel. That is how we continue to grow the channel here and gain credibility so we can continue to bring more and more content to you, maybe have more and more interviews with some of the other bigger shows like I'd love to do for the MTV and also CBS shows in the future, some interview content. So uh, please subscribe and support. That's the best way to support this channel is to subscribe. Um, and Kahuna, this is your opportunity. Sure. Let people know where can they find you? What are you doing at the moment? What are you up to? Uh, my online presence is pretty scar scarce at the moment. I do have a YouTube channel, Kahuna TV. Um, I used to technically used to, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm going to start again. I'm going to start again. I swear I'm doing it soon. I'm doing it soon. So in anticipation and preparing for that, I am going to be streaming live again on Twitch, YouTube, and probably Facebook as well. But look up Kahuna TV on there. I've got some old streams that you can find, but it's nothing today. Next week might be a different story because you've got me all hyped up for doing things like this again. Maybe I will start the Twitch stream again and sort, you talk about the challenge as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Start it again. Um, I think everybody would love to see what you're getting up to and go check out Kahuna TV as well. Um, everybody will be back next week. Same place, same time. Talk to you later. Bye.